Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah. And I'm Harley Bang Bang. And we are really excited for today's episode because we have two guests, uh, one of whom will be familiar to you all. It is the lovely E.L. Byrne. Hi, E.L. Hello. hello. Uh, um, if you have then- not heard our previous guest episode, by the way, you should definitely go back and learn a little more about E.L. and our other lovely two guests we had that episode yes um, that episode have- was called be our guest so <laughs> look it up you won't want to miss that one but that one went so well that we thought it'd be cool to do another guest episode on you know a slightly Aww. different topic so we were very excited to have el again uh That's and then we are also back. oh of course uh, and we also have a new guest, um, but she's not new to the podcast world, of course. Uh, it is Polly M. Gal Seeks. You got your handle right, I hope. <laughs> you did. Good job. All right. Um, and she is, uh, she will be familiar to those of you on Twitter who are, you know, who tweet about dating things. She often chimes in with amazing advice. And she was also the co-host of a fantastic podcast called A Mighty Love. So we're very excited to have her on as well. Podcast technically isn't over. It's technically still just on hiatus. It's just All been right. well, we are more than like two years. Anxiously <laughs> awaiting its return. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I have been just like refreshing my Spotify every week, being like, is the oh. new episode out yet? <laughs> um no so- pressure. <laughs> Yeah, no pressure at all. No pressure, though. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. Um, so, yeah, so maybe we'll turn over to you guys just to give a quick intro about yourselves, um, you know, what, you know, what kind of things you enjoy talking about as far as dating goes. So uh, we'll turn it over to you first, Polly Am Gal Seeks. Take it away. Sure. Um, I am in my late 30s for a few more months. Um <laughs> Oh, amazing. I, I know it's a strange time. <laughs> I'm polyamorous. I'm divorced. I'm a mom. Um, I am a former academic. I work in tech now. Um, and I don't, you know, if you never listened to Mighty Love, it's fine. It's the last episode came out quite some time ago. <laughs> but um, our sort of philosophy is like, you should date in the way that feels good to you. And I feel like that has always resonated with me. So that's sort of where my point of view comes from. Oh, I love that. I have n- literally never heard dating framed that way, which is such a sad thing to say. <laughs> like, I don't know why that's a novel yeah. approach. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> kind of sad that that's so, you know, groundbreaking, yeah. but yeah. even though I've listened to your podcast, I feel like I've never heard it put that succinctly. So that's, that's great. That's really interesting. Well, I, I put that mostly to Demetrius, but uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that's sort of the philosophy we had in common. Because I mean, well, again, not to promote a podcast that's not currently recording. Uh, like you know, we're different. Like he's straight. He's a man. He's part black and part Puerto Rican. I'm part Mexican and part white. And you know, we I'm queer. You know it's a lot of different identities, but like we still overlap in philosophy a lot. And that's kind of what I liked about working with him. And that's why I'm trying to pressure him into recording again. <laughs> well, tell him that we are on board with a new I will. episode as well. So you've t- at least two, probably three fans waiting. Yes. Um, all right. That's awesome. And then EL, our listeners are already, I'm sure, familiar with you, but why don't you reintroduce your yourself and uh, maybe give a quick life update as I understand some things have changed for you since, uh, <laughs> since we recorded. Well, say, I mean, I could almost repeat, you know, half the thing that Polly Amgal said because, <laughs> you know, 
I'm not um, a mom, but I am a um, polyamorous woman. Sometimes I think I'm queer. Sometimes I'm not sure kind of person. There's nothing <laughs> gayer than that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yep, I write the, the blog and in, in my professional life, I'm actually in um, learning and development, but um I do love being with you guys. I love listening to your podcast. It's hilarious. And I, instead of being in my last months of my 30s, I am in my last three months of my 40s. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, wow. Got oh, some birthdays yes. coming up. I know. Yes. You guys have some <laughs> celebrations planned. 50. We're working on like a little three something for my birthday. Oh, so I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good way to Very bring exciting. in 50. Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> slow coming i wanted the whole orgy thing but you know that's really hard to organize scheduling is a nightmare honestly (laughs) right Right. and the update about you know i have a new a new partner nre guy he works on the weekends because he's a video wedding video photographer in the summertime oh so you know almost every weekend for him is stuff with that so you're trying to hard to fit an orgy into yeah that kind of a schedule so we're we're working on a threesome instead a little easier to yeah three will do but i mean before prison shows up they're not going to be turned away <laughs> that's true oh, no yeah. this is 100 percent true and there there may be some options in that direction so i'll, yeah. I'll keep cool. y'all updated yeah <laughs> please do please do yes <laughs> i need to hear about this that sounds like the most amazing birthday party i've ever heard so <laughs> good on you 50 with a bang right yeah, yeah. Oh, literally, literally figuratively yeah. all around <laughs> oh, you're living life right yeah <laughs> Um, so speaking of life updates, I believe <coughs> that HBB has a short one for us that will kind of lead us into what we wanted to talk about today. And she specifically told me she was not going to give me really any details before this recording. So um, this is also my first time hearing this. So oh go ahead and uh, take it away. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm sure being you know, since we are very prolific in the podcast world, everyone has listened to our very last episode um, about my weekend getaway with my married friend who is who was in an open marriage and what a train wreck their open marriage seemed to be, which I think that we could have a reaction or dissecting episode of his marriage just in and of itself. Um, however, he has actually since told me that they are going to be getting divorced. So for those of you who, yeah. Exactly. Ooh. I'm shocking, right? I no, I won't say. I mean, it turns out their marriage was not healthy after all. Who knew? Who knew? Really? No, I will say, I mean, I, you know, as I said on the podcast, I truly didn't think they were going to separate for the reasons I said on that episode, specifically that, you know, she does all the cooking and cleaning for him and she gets, so he has kind of that taken care of he has she has a sweet cushy lifestyle that she doesn't need to work at and she literally doesn't have a job and so I kind of was like they're both getting enough good things that now that they're in an open marriage they'll probably just suck it up anyway I guess that wasn't the case um they divorced quicker than I thought and what sparked this was that he went uh on a trip to Vegas with his friend and had such an amazing time having like uh, to use his words having fun and meeting new people <laughs> and he realized that he wants this to be his life maybe not going to Vegas but having fun and meeting people um anyway so it seems that they are divorced or they're 
separated now they're going to divorce they'll still stay they live together this summer and then figure things out in the fall like he'll move out and I don't know she'll pay him rent I guess maybe she'll have to get a job which is the most tragic thing of all in all of this <laughs> um but so this is a pretty recent and uh, update um they have been together for about 12 years like since they met so it's a long relationship so she's entitled to substantial alimony so she may not have to get a job for a while i was wondering about that honestly like i'm obviously not going to tell him this but like (laughs) i mean he'll find out (laughs) yeah 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 well but i'm surprised it hasn't already come up like i don't know why this arrangement was arrived at like unless she's dumb enough to not get a lawyer that their divorce won't go through if she doesn't get substantial alimony probably like yeah, i don't I, know if a judge yeah. is going to sign off on it will be like why are you in minnesota okay? it's not for 20 years a, a, a substantial marriage oh. is for 20 years or something like that it's closer to, to oh, i don't wow. i guess i don't know the laws wherever they live but like here it's like every year is some amount of money yeah and so like the longer yeah, you're together a lot, is yeah. a certain amount of money. And also that the amount of money time you get it for it is dependent right. on how long you were together. So if they were together 12 years. That's could be a lot. I don't know. Right. I mean, I, I totally, I agree. And that was actually another reason. I don't remember if I said it on the podcast, but that was another reason I thought they wouldn't divorce just because he probably have to pay so much. And he's like, is it worth it? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, yeah, I was at a loss when he said this because I was like, this doesn't sound like that's how. But they're not a two-income household, so how would it even change that much? He's already giving her a bunch of the money, right? I guess that's true. It's it like, would be the same. It would, yeah. it would be like he wouldn't start living like a single person. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. That is yeah. true. Hmm, interesting. And they were married, <laughs> like, they weren't married for 12 years, so maybe that'll also cut into it a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I'm very curious as to the financial element. Is it, is it rude to ask him how much you left? <laughs> yes, probably. But is he it? might tell you anyway. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He'll be like so a... mad about it. He'll be telling everybody. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. And like, I'm sure it'll it'll be accompanied by a snarky comment about her, as is every other discussion we had about her. <laughs> and you're shocked this marriage did not last. I true again, I I think I have no faith in the courage of people to get divorced for the most part. Maybe that's what it is. I feel like so many people are just so comfortable. They would rather die than be single. And I I just felt like they neither of them would be quote unquote strong enough to actually go through a divorce and I to be honest I still don't really think that they're going to go through with it actually I think that this summer when they try they'll try to date they'll realize how hard dating is and then they'll be like you know what let's just stay together that's my little prediction but we'll see I mean I actually predict that too I'm predicting that it'll take them a long time to actually complete it like I Mm -hmm. think they'll I don't think they're going to call it off but I think that they're going to drag their feet that's my that's my prediction. Yeah. I mean, I always figured they would eventually get divorced within like five years or so. So this seems very quick. So yeah, I think they'll try again, like within a few months. And then I think, you know, a year or two later, they'll be like, no, actually this isn't, isn't going to work. Um, mm. But yeah. yeah so, so what has he been up to since this decision? Yeah. So basically uh, since this very recent decision, he's been, like messaging me about how badly he wants to get out there and date again and meet new people. And I wish you guys could see the look on 
everyone's face <laughs> on this episode, but that is just so crazy to me. Like I, th- I was asking him at one point, like what his weekend plans are. He's like, yeah, I think I might try to go snowboarding. So I force myself to meet new people. Um, and he was at a bar another weekend. I'm just like reading our messages where he said like, yeah, it was kind of hard to meet new people there. The conversations at the bar were really awkward. You know, it felt a bit, it was, it felt a bit weird, like sort of being there, um, you know, maybe I need to do more meetups and stuff instead to meet more people. Like that's, that's just his, it seems to be his main priority right now. So I mean, well, it's I hard just... to make friends. It's hard to make friends as adults. And if oh, you've been yeah. in this relationship where they haven't had a lot of outside friends, I mean, that's the first thing when I moved back to the United States, I was like, okay, where can I meet people? I yeah, need yeah, friends. Yeah. I need a community. So that's, you know, that's legitimate too. If you're leaving a relationship and you've, mm-hmm. you know, I always, you guys know I've said this before, but like, I believe in our the way our culture treats relationships is you all of a sudden are only focused on your partner and you lose yeah. all the friends you had. Yeah. If they've been together 12 years, who are their friends except for each other? Because that's how our culture treats people. Like, you have to be my everything. I have to drop all my friends because I'm spending all my time with my partner. And, you know, so he Which might is, really need friends. It's really bonkers, too, because that's like a Stupid. huge amount of pressure to put on <laughs> one other person. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess, but to, to sort of clarify, I mean, it, I think he's not necessarily looking to meet new friends. I mean, at one point he said that he's like, I would like to make new friends. But like the bulk of the uh, conversation he's trying, was, he, he's trying to meet some, like that special he's to, someone. He's, he's trying to meet a special uh, someone or he's trying to meet a lot of special something or a lot oh yeah more right. than one i think would be his he preference. probably wants a bunch of them for right now all right yeah, i mean just, and that's just, totally just fine he should slut it friends. up go for it you know whatever i don't know i and i guess this this actually leads nicely into our topic which is why i wanted to share it but like i i just think it is crazy to be coming out of a 12-year relationship and immediately you're like i want to date new people i want to go out like take some time to chill be on your own a little bit. Like this guy's never really been on his own. I don't know. I think it's not the ideal way to be sort of, I don't know if mourning is the right word, but the the right way to be right after such a long relationship. But I don't know. That's sort of where we, that's, I guess, where we can get into the issue. But yeah, what what do you think also, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, for a relationship that long, I tend to agree that someone should take a little, processing time and all of that. (laughs) Um, I will say, so I had a, an almost five year relationship that ended quite a while ago at this point, but we did live together and stuff like that. Um, and he about four days after we broke up, started hooking up with his coworker. So, (laughs) and we were still living together because I had to find another place to live and all of that. So I mean, he never like brought her to our house or anything like that, but that was a lot. So I did get on apps pretty quickly, but I wasn't really going on dates. I had just never used apps. Like they sort of came out, you know, like in that time when I was in that relationship. So I was like, well, what am I going to be up against now? Like, I want to see how these apps work. And I like made a profile or two and swiped around. Um, but I didn't really start going on dates right away. Um, but I am curious with this guy, HBB, do you know if he intends to remain like non-monogamous or was that open marriage just something in his that marriage? Because I also think that I mean, maybe these two ladies can give some insight (laughs) on this, but I feel like that probably also 
impacts it because if you're already kind of dating multiple people you wouldn't stop just because of a breakup so I'm Mm. curious like what his do you know his outlook on that yeah I mean well when they were together so like three days before the divorce he had said that he in general really like didn't think he could go back to being monogamous and and he was even saying like yeah I think this might cause issues in our marriage because for her this is sort of like a situational thing that's maybe more temporary whereas for me I've decided it's a lifestyle thing and it makes me so much happier so she uh, just really wanted to hook up with that yeah contractor yeah, they, guy like, they did not even she did not even <laughs> actually want a long-term open marriage she just had a curiosity about a very specific person I, like. I think so so he was already like worried about that because he had he said he wanted to just be monogamous so this fits his vibes more um so Based on that, I think he still intends to be um, non-monogamous. Yeah, so that may change it, but I would be curious Uh what what our guests think, how you've kind of processed or gotten over breakups before. First of all, I'd like to express my doubt about whether he actually wants to be non-monogamous versus whether he just wants (laughs) to fuck a bunch of people. I mean, no shame. I go for it. have a wonderful time um but I am not sure at the end of it he will decide that that's the relationship style that works best for him why do you think that I'm curious because it's a choice it's not like I just want to fuck a bunch of people and I don't have to do work on myself or think about like non-monogamy takes intention like if you want to do it well if you want to actually have have multiple relationships it takes effort takes thought Mm. and like he's not doing any of that as far as I can tell (laughs) if he's just planning to like not commit and slut around I guess that's technically non-monogamy and that's totally fine but but not only that but he's been living his wife is a stay-at-home wife she takes care of everything he's given that up I don't yeah I don't get that I put up up with a lot if someone's doing all that for me (laughs) yeah he's ill-equipped to actually have a relationship of equals because he hasn't had one yeah let alone a relationship with multiple people who are equals like oh god no <laughs> I, he is ill-equipped for such a thing so yeah maybe but uh if he's good he's gonna have a huge learning curve so mm-hmm. i uh, i have doubts about that's where, where he's gonna land eventually and so it's not enough to be like i want to be not monogamous i mean i saying. could see it's him winding up that. being a person who like <laughs> casually dates a bunch of people and lives on his own Mm-hmm. But it, I, I can't imagine him like holding multiple committed relationships based on the way you've described him to me. Yeah, yeah. Right now, he would have to change a lot. Interesting. Okay. All that's right. That's my opinion. All right. That's very interesting. Mine too. Yeah. So then, in terms of someone in that, well, I mean, I guess anyone really it doesn't have to be someone coming out of a, um, a an open marriage. But I mean, there's I I will caveat that there's no right and wrong way to get over a breakup. So everyone says. But like, in general, what do you think is a good starting point for someone coming out of a tough breakup, whether it's 12 years or, you know, 12 weeks? Um, Because I think there are ways you can make the process much healthier for yourself and grow and come out stronger. And there are ways to go about it that, you know, are just, I think, going to be less healthy for you and and not as optimal for you long term. So again, I am maybe more on the conservative side with this, I think people should not be even thinking about dating when they come out of a, a breakup, um, especially when it's been a long relationship. I think you need to be on your own, 
reflect, reflect on what went wrong, what you what went well, so that you don't make the same mistakes again. I, I think dating is just a huge mistake at that, at the fresh after a fresh breakup. Um, but I'd be very curious to know what you guys think and if you think it's different if you are monogamous versus not. Since we have a 50-50 split here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, I've broke, I've had breakups while I'm not monogamous. So for a while now I've had another relationship running or at least one other relationship running while one is ending. So that's the experience that's most fresh to me. So I wouldn't exactly call this guy nominated like he doesn't have a partner right now like he's right yeah he's yeah. breaking up with his wife but he doesn't have like another girlfriend or something right so that's true you know it is what it is but I guess um I don't think there's anything wrong with having a girlfriend or partner while you're breaking up if you already have one but mm-hmm. I do agree that it's probably not a great idea to go start a new relationship right away right and I don't know if you, something was already developing. I don't think that that's bad, but I think mm. you're just sort of in a weird headspace, especially around the end of a marriage, around the era, end of a marriage was until pretty recently monogamous. Like, yeah, you're not in the great headspace to be like, oh, I'm going to go build something meaningful with someone new. Yeah. So I kind of agree with that. But also from the perspective of having been in a relationship while my marriage ended or like, been in a breakup while I was in other relationships like you know it does affect your other relationships I don't think I started any new ones at that time but I don't I don't think that was like the intention like oh I can't start seeing someone new relationship sending it was just more like I got a lot going on like yeah I will say like I do hope that if he is you know just gonna get right out there and start <laughs> dating like I do hope he's at least being very honest that he's not really looking for anything serious. Um, mm. I, I, I almost a, think he is though. That's the problem. Well, that, then that is a problem. Like <laughs> yeah. if he's immediately looking for something else serious. That is a problem. Um, I went through a breakup in like early 2021 and we had only been together for like six months. So it wasn't really a long relationship, but COVID really forces you to like get serious right away Um, especially if you are monogamous so it was short but like I would say more intense than the average like six month thing um and I did pretty much get on apps like right away after that but I had kind of like literally just been on them (laughs) like meeting him and it also was like right around the time that we all got vaccinated so it was like everybody's Uh. like first time out of the house (laughs) in a while and I felt like like no one seemed to be looking for anything serious at least like that's not who I was encountering I think people were just so happy to just be able to meet new people and like get out of the house. Um, I, I had, I, I had a pretty easy time finding dates at that time. Um, and you know, they were decent. Like I wasn't, I wasn't really into that many people, but I mean, that was partly my mindset, like, cause it probably mm. was a bit too soon, but I was like, I've been trapped in this house. Now I've gone through <laughs> a breakup. I need mm. to get out of the house. So that was a very like unique timing situation, I think. Right. But like I said, no one really seemed to be, everyone was being nice and respectful. Like it's not like people were being, you know, assholes about not looking for something serious, but no one really seemed to be looking for something serious. And so I feel like at that time, it just 
kind of worked um, to get back on apps quickly. It's not something I would recommend after like a long relationship or whatever, but I say all that to say, I do hope that he's at least being like open with people. If he is just trying to fuck around, like I get <laughs> it. You've been with one person for a really long time, <laughs> but I hope he's at least doing right by the people he's encountering and like mm. being honest about that. I think my opinion on this is a little more nuanced because mm. I don't care about him. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But like sometimes when you get out of a relationship, especially a long one, you may have already been like out of it. Yeah. Right? Like when I, when I got divorced, my relationship was short. I was only married for two years. We were only together for four years, right? But it was tough. Like it was a really difficult marriage for most of the time. And, you know, I remember we actually went to a counseling session. I was, we were done, so I don't know why we went, but he wanted to tell me his story, like the day I went to get the stuff out of his house to pack. And we, so we met with our pastors and whatever. And he, he was like, oh, you know, you hurt me, blah, blah, blah. You know, he gave me this whole thing. And you didn't try. You didn't try in our marriage. Mm. And, you know, I, I told him, you know, I'm sorry that, you're, that I hurt you. You know, but then our pastor said the most amazing thing. And it really helped me to kind of see the situation a little differently. He was like, but she tried your whole marriage. Wow. Like, she didn't try afterwards when you guys broke up because she had been trying all along. Mm. Right. Right. So when the, my feelings by the time that was over, you know, yeah, it was hard. Of course it was hard. But when I remember when I moved back here, I literally moved back to the same town. I, I do that every time I go break out of the <laughs> I just moved back here to my best friend's house. Oh, so lives, cute. Come back to my person. But like, I, I was sad and it was hard because it was a marriage and you're like, ew, like you, you failed, you broke up, you know, so there's all those feelings. But I really don't, I don't feel like I struggled so much with the relationship being over. I struggled with the success factor. Oh, you got divorced. There's uh, all, you know, like all the those, public uh, elements of it. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah, of course it was hard. And I didn't start dating, you know, right away at all. Matter of fact, I moved away, I left the country and, you know, went on my adventures. But oh, nice. I, I, I think that's, you know, some people are already in a place after mm-hmm. they break up that maybe, you know, if you're talking about dating, if, if specifically you're only talking about dating as part of a breakup, like dating next. Yeah. You, you may be ready or you may be closer to ready or, you know, some, for some of people, I have read a bunch of accounts of, of women who have broken up and just started casually dating and that gave them their confidence back. It mm. gave them like, oh my God, I am beautiful. Oh my God, my body is working the way it should work. And oh, I can do all, oh, I can experience pleasure. I mean, so I think for some people, mm. maybe you know, casually dating afterwards is really helpful. Mm. Versus, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean, you know, I don't know what, I don't know if your brain is ready for a new relationship or not, but I think that we have to look at it from a, like, everybody should know themselves. And if they're screwing up, they're screwing up. Yeah. There's, there's room for a little bit of nuance. And how did they, you know, how is that person immediately, you know, following? Like I said, I left the country and then I did get into a relationship, but it was like, it was like three or four months later, but I had only, you know, I've been married. It was four months later and I was in this kind of relationship in Costa Rica. Hmm. It didn't last. I knew it wasn't going to last, but at least, you know, it was kind of a way to move forward. But yeah. did you, were you super clear with that person about where you were at in your life? Like I got divorced recently. I'm on an adventure in Costa Rica. Like did they, <laughs> did they know where you were coming from? 
Yeah, but at the same time, I think he thought it would last a little longer. I think I was kind of in between, like, oh, maybe it'll last, maybe it won't. I mean, at that point, I didn't know I was going to leave Costa Rica either. I thought I was just going to stay, you know, for that, you know, and I was going to use it as my home base or something. I thought I was going to live, live there. I don't know that I necessarily even knew my own mind at the time. Mm, yeah. That's I mean, I think, felt like I was okay. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I mean, I think it's more... I, I'm trying to think about how the nice way to say this. I think when someone just ended a big relationship and you're like, oh yes, I would like to seriously date this person. Like that person may be in a great place to like form big new relationships or they might not. <laughs> like you got to mentally prepare for this person. Maybe not necessarily sure. being ready to make a real commitment. And that's a decision Absolutely. you can make. Like if you're, exactly. you know, I was dating someone non-monogamously um while he was getting divorced i've actually done this several times but um oh, nice. i seem to have a real technique for finding a man who's about to get divorced <laughs> that's who my ex-husband was i'm with you yeah they're great um but um i was like do you need time and he's like no 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 oh my God. um and then i watched the next few months unfold and he didn't need some time oh, so geez. um but he didn't know he wasn't like lying to me right. just like wasn't right. he was dealing with it in his own way and yep. he I dated a guy like that seeing, in Germany he ended up staying with the other one other like he broke up with everyone except me and one other person <laughs> and then he broke up with me and he's still with her oh and it's okay. been like five years like now they're monogamous and they live far away oh I'm like so happy for them they figured it out that's what they wanted but he was like really like having a crisis of who am I what do I want but he wasn't admitting that to me and right. like, I don't fault him for that, but like after that happening, some, a version of that happening more than once when <laughs> someone's like, I'm getting divorced or I just decided right. to separate. I'm like, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> yeah. I also, I mean, I admit, and I will preface this by saying this is a huge stereotype and obviously there are exceptions, but I feel like I'm much more wary of men doing that yeah. than women because I think women tend to naturally be a little bit more introspective, like more likely to talk things through and get advice from their friends, like yeah. as things are going along. Like right. if, if a, I feel like if a female friend said to me that she was going to immediately get back out there, like I might say like, be careful, like, you know, like <laughs> don't rush or whatever. Like I may give some some general advice, but I would be like, well, she knows what's best for her. Like, I feel like I would overlook it. Whereas if a male friend told me that I would be like, bad idea. Like, <laughs> you need to take some time to think, <laughs> which like I recognize maybe is a little unfair, but I also do think it's based in some, uh, some experiences yeah. dealing with, you know, men and women. So, um, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, and we, we've kind of joked about this, but we also believe it that like, Men don't talk about things enough with their friends the way I think they should be, nor with anyone in their lives, really. But I think friends are sort of, that's the purpose of having friends, that you run this stuff by them. So yeah, like I think for a man to be coming out of a relationship, it's almost like I would put money down that they have not talked to one person about <laughs> the problems in their relationship, except maybe a therapist if they've been going to one in the relationship. But like, so it's like or the person they're seeing treating them as a therapist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally, exactly. That that's who they have 
unloaded to, and that's the most they've done to reflect and learn. So it's like, you haven't, I guess, done the work as people love to say. And maybe I think, maybe that's the, the real issue with, um, maybe that's, that's where people go wrong. It's not whether or not you're dating. It's if you are dating, even, are you doing it in conjunction with the self-work that you should be doing? Like, are you reflecting? Are you, I don't know, maybe going to therapy if you need it. Not everyone needs to go to therapy after a breakup, but are you, are you doing anything to learn from the experience so that your future relationships are healthier? So yeah, maybe that's, that's really the, the major factor here. Well, like we, when we said we were going to talk about breakups, like, you know, I wasn't thinking about dating after breakups, right? I was thinking like, you know, how do you handle breaking up yeah. and what's, you know, and, you know, I hadn't really considered the, the dating, you know, factor. And I actually truthfully hadn't really thought that much about the work I have to do afterwards. Like I have to be a better person. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that yeah. that's not right, but I'm also yeah, saying yeah, like, yeah. what, maybe I'm a really good person and this just wasn't a good relationship. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But maybe you if you mean? reflected, you're, you come to that realization, then you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm always trying to play a little bit of the, a little bit of the devil's advocate, a little bit of the, like, you know, I'm the older auntie. I, I've told you guys that before. <laughs> like I'm the, I'm the older auntie and I'm like, but but, you know, like, I think, I think one of the biggest things that I always tell people, like, even who aren't in breakups, who are just talking about themselves and things, I'm like, you have to give yourself, the first thing is you have to give yourself grace. Mm. Like, just be like, okay, this, this sucked. It went wrong. I did it. He did it. Whatever. She did it. You just give yourself a little bit of grace to sit in that moment. You know, I mean, I'm not even talking about working through or having therapy, like, but just you have, to, you have to feel all of your emotions. You have to give yourself time to be like, you know what, this sucks. I'm going to cry. I'm going to yeah. cry a little more. I'm going to throw things around, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and then you have to just be like, okay with that. You have to be okay that this this hurts, you know? Like we, we last episode that I was on with you guys, I was dating a monogamous guy. And, um, you know, we broke up, we got back together. Like, it was just not a great idea to be, first of all, to be dating a monogamous man. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I know this, I know this, but he, he knew anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, we broke up again, finally. And this is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's over, but like, it's still, there's still moments. And that was at Easter, you know, there's still moments where you just, I still have those, you know, like, oh, that really sucks. And then even just yesterday we were talking and now our friendship is starting to, which I mean, we knew this was happening. He's dating a woman who is getting ready. He just, he loves her. He's, he's ready to move on and, you know, mm. run to the altar with her. But and it's, our friendship is, you know, because he's so monogamous, our friendship is backing off too. And I literally spent all day yesterday kind of weepy and crying because oh. <laughs> oh. it was hard. Like, I'm still yeah. like, you know, I mean, I know what went wrong in that relationship. I'm not monogamous and he's monogamous. So did I really have to sit there and do a lot of work and say that this was, you know, we dated for two years almost. Did I have to, do I have to go through a whole process of, you know, figuring out who I am? Well, I know why we broke up because we're yeah, yeah. essentially different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think yeah. There's, there's like that whole nuance of what, 
yeah i'm all about nuance but for me it's just it's mostly like to start with is just you just have to be like chill with yourself mm-hmm. i knew i was feeling unhappy yesterday i told my partner and are you guys like this is what's going on i'm just feeling emotional today you know i literally sat on my couch and worked from there and i made like macaroni and cheese out of a box and had a couple of white claws <laughs> it was just like amazing <laughs> that, has, that sounds like a great post breakup day honestly yeah like, that's I our know. number one tip for everyone yeah <laughs> I mean, like, I guess my last big breakup was the end of my marriage and like, but so I was in therapy because of like a lot of the, like the same sort of like feel your feelings around it. And also just like, I, like, I wasn't at peace with myself. Like I was like, I feel like I have figured out things that I want to work on. Mm -hmm. Like not to therapy around the marriage but also just around stuff about myself and around around who you are and like what is like what is it gonna be and so I was doing that I actually did start dating some like our marriage broke up like and I started dating someone new maybe like three or four months later and we were together like maybe for almost a year and it was okay I feel like the main one of the things that came up was like, because I was in the process of like figuring out my divorce and my like stuff with my kid, like there were times where I was very distracted because like there was like conflict around coming to the conclusion of what our agreement was going to be. And so like there were times where I was like very high stress and like wasn't able to really connect to her because I was just so like in my head about everything. But um, overall, I guess I feel like you know, I was working through a lot of stuff and I don't think it was harmful to the relationship. And I don't even think the relationship ended there because of that. I think the relationship ended because we figured out we were not a great match. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm a huge uh, proponent for uh, therapy too. I mean, I did therapy after my marriage too. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm also not saying you shouldn't work on yourself. Like I'm totally not disagreeing with yeah, you guys. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, we, I mean, your 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 man friend aside because he's he's a whole yeah, yeah. thing right he's a whole <laughs> thing going on over here but you know just as far as ourselves I just think we have to also not only give grace but give grace to the other people around us who are going through this because we you know you don't know what they've already worked on you don't know yeah you know where they're at and and you know as polyam girl seek said earlier you know like it's also the person's responsibility who's dating us post breakup yeah. to say oh, you know, she just got divorced. Maybe I got to figure that out a little bit. Or he just got divorced. Maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should give it a little time. Like both people in a relationship have a responsibility to decide, you know, what they're willing to deal with, seek out, you know, whatever too. So I think we forget that part too. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. And I I think, like I said, in my last breakup, I definitely think like COVID and lockdown and all of that was a factor in, in trying to move on so quickly, but, um, I also will say like, I had already been in therapy, not because of that relationship or whatever, but like right. before I even had met yeah. this guy, cause it wasn't like yeah, six too. months. So <laughs> like when we broke up, that obviously became like a topic in some therapy sessions, but it's sort of just, I just kind of slid like right into doing that reflection there was no like waiting period for me to like oh like 
what do I need to think about alone? Like, should I see a therapist over this? I don't know. It's not that serious. Like it just sort of naturally slid like right into being able to happen. Um, So yeah, I guess, I guess that's a good point. Like you never know what people have already been been kind of doing outside of the relationship when I decided to break up sorry when I decided to break up with my husband I was actually I knew it was going to I went to my therapy and I said to her I think I have to do this now I think it's time and she was like thank god oh Oh my god (laughs) and literally I walked out of her session got in my car texted my best friend can I come home she texted back yes and then she said, I said, thanks. She said, do you want to talk? I said, not yet. She goes, let me know. And uh-huh. I made my plan to come home. Yeah. You know, wow. so I mean, that was, that was through my, my therapy. So, I mean, <laughs> I definitely think therapy is a great thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was looking for a therapist around when we were deciding to get divorced. Cause I was like, already like, I got some stuff I got to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> So actually my therapist was a recommendation from my ex's therapist. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, hey, <you> know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still with them? Did that, was that a positive uh, thing? I'm that still came with the therapist. Yeah, yeah, she's great. <laughs> it was a good recommendation. Amazing. So what do you think, um, I mean, you've kind of touched or you've mentioned a few helpful things that helped like all of you get over your breakup. So um, what, what other things do you think people can do recognizing, obviously there's no one size fits all. It depends on a million and one factors, but you know, what do you think are some common things that tend to be very helpful? Or if you, if you like, uh, you know, what are some things people should avoid doing after a breakup? Because it's all about, you know, what is most helpful to people in the long run. Um, so I'm, I'd be curious as to what you guys think. I think it really depends on the person. Like one time when I was getting over a breakup, I went, I already had this trip planned. And so I went on this long mm. trip and it was, I mean, it depends on the kind of person you are for me. That's like, I get super, super like stuck in emotional places. So like mm. I'll be sad and then I'm unable to move out of being sad. Yeah. Like, I, same. I get trapped <laughs> in that, in the sad loop. Yeah. And there's a thing and you should feel your feelings. But if you're unable to like, to move away from it and like, it's very tough. And so going somewhere new that didn't remind me of someone and doing new things, it didn't mean I didn't think about it because I did, but it also meant that I had space to have other new experiences that Mm -hmm. weren't about this previous relationship. And that gave me some relief from being trapped in the, what does it mean? I'm so brokenhearted, Uh. you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I had a similar experience after my most recent break, which was a few years ago now, but I, um, I did plan a big trip and it was, it was like a, a couple months away, but it still gave me something to look forward to. So yeah, I mean, you don't even need to, cause it, like, let's say you're not in a position where you can do a big trip or do anything, just planning something for the future was so helpful. It gave me something to yeah. look forward to. And it was a very active outdoorsy trip. So I did need to like somewhat get in shape for it. So it's still, I had things to do before right. to get ready for the trip. Um, <laughs> So yeah, just keeping myself busy and occupied, something I was looking forward to was amazing. And the trip itself was great because I met new people. I met, you know, like I, it wasn't anything romantic for me, but just to be out of my own head Mm -hmm. and in like a fresh new environment, new people who didn't know 
any of my, you know, history. And they could just sort of almost be yourself with a clean slate was amazing. Um, and I'm totally like you, I get stuck in like this terrible, like loop of sadness. Uh, and I found even like before the trip, forcing myself to go and meet friends, like just for lunch, for dinner. Uh, I never wanted to go every time, you know, the plans were made. I was just like, Oh my God, I don't want to see these people. I just want to like, I just want to sit and be miserable. I want to feel my feelings that that is a, that's a good way to go, but there's a point where it's excessive. And every time I met up with friends, I always came away feeling lighter. Yeah. Felt so much better, lighter. I just, yeah, I felt like a weight was lifted off me. So you kind of, I, I highly recommend people force themselves to do things, anything, whether it's just going to a museum by yourself, just something to get yourself out of like the funk that you will get in if you just stay home all the time. Yeah. I think for me, I'm like admittedly not good at feeling my feelings. I'm like, all right, like time to stop being sad about that. Like, let's move on. But I do think that I am good at um, just like listening to whatever I need on that specific day. Like, I feel like pre-COVID, I tended to handle breakups or sad things or whatever kind of like what EL was saying the other day like wallow a little bit make some box mac and cheese like I may <laughs> not I, you know I may not feel I may try to still avoid the feelings but I'll like zone out in front of the tv and just mm. have kind of like a a day where I don't need to do much or think about much and um that always tended to be kind of the way I would sort of get over things but I feel like post-covid like I said like being in the house so long or whatever in that last breakup, I was like, I need to plan every weekend, something with friends. Like I, I was mm. filling all my time. Cause I had already had like a year of being <laughs> in the house like that. I was like, I can't do more than that. Yeah. I'm finally vaccinated. And so I made myself like super busy and did the opposite. And that's, that worked at that time. Like, I think I, I just try to listen to like, what what do I actually want to do today? And then just letting myself do that, whether that's, you know, being super busy and active and out there or just being home alone and like letting it pass a little bit. I think I just try to pay attention to what like my mind and my body actually want and just kind of going with that. Hmm. And, and I think uh, one point I'll make about dating, because I, I think actually, you know, you said something really interesting, like it can be really good for someone's confidence to just sort of like start, you know, casually dating again. And, you know, when you get that attention, it can feel really good. I 100% agree. I actually think that can be more for women. Again, I'm on Sarah's side with this. Like <laughs> men don't need more confidence in this world, quite frankly. But yeah, if you're like feeling really yeah, down, they should go out and do things that make them feel less confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take no, them down serious. a bunch. Try something you're bad at during this breakup. Yeah. Go hang out with a bunch of cool mountain men and like where you where you're not gonna feel cool anymore. <laughs> feel self-conscious. Yeah, Try humble yourself. Beard. Watch it fail. Yeah. <laughs> humble yourself down a little bit, guys. Um but no, I actually think there's like great value in dating again. And especially if your particular relationship left you feeling unattractive, like, and some do that, like the way the breakup or the relationship went down, like there, you know, that may, it may have taken a hit in terms of how you feel about your appearance. So I think that's great. The one maybe thing I will flag as, as a possibility is that 
it can be very, very difficult to face the reality of dating when you come out of a relationship. Because as as we all know, dating is very difficult in this day and age. (laughs) It is incredibly hard to meet somebody you click with or that you even halfway like. So I think like the messaging stage can actually be like fun and flirty. It can be good for your confidence. But I just, I guess I want to just caution like, be prepared for your first date post breakup to be horrible. Be prepared to come back and like, just feel like crying because not just because the date itself will be terrible, but you will realize how hard it is to have a connection or a spark with someone. And I actually think that's the point where people are at most risk of backsliding and wanting to go back to their ex maybe because they'll be like it was so comfortable with them we had so much to talk about it was like just like a very nice meshing and like we just aligned so well so I think it or you'll again feel hopeless about your dating prospects you'll think oh my god this is what's out there I'm gonna be alone forever so I think the the having those first few dates is a very vulnerable time where things are most likely gonna make you feel very low and unhappy about the future and again i think that's where people are can be most at risk of going back to their ex so watch out (laughs) you know you know you know auntie auntie el's uh five five things you're doing wrong when you're dating right (laughs) your first date is not the last date of the rest of your life yeah exactly the first date is just a chance to get out and meet somebody new get out for some coffee do you know my best friend has a philosophy that every single first date is one drink, one coffee, oh. one ice cream cone, and that's all she does. She goes, I'm going to meet you for an ice cream What about one of all of those things? She literally will go for one drink. Wow. And as soon as that drink is over, she's like, thank you. It's nice to meet you. Would you like to exchange numbers? Because she stays in the uh-huh. app until then. Yeah, or like, uh, yep, I'll talk to you later. It's like, it doesn't, it, wow. it doesn't have to be like, well, I'll have her on one time and we'll talk. But like <laughs> a, date, a date doesn't always have to be like the beginning of the rest mm. of your life. Sometimes it's just having an adventure, meeting somebody new. And I think if we take the pressure off of dating, it'll make what you're talking about a lot easier too. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, people tell horror date stories, but like no one tells about like the boring ones where like it was yeah, fun. they yes. were nice. It didn't really go anywhere, but there's exactly it just wasn't a match. And that's like, most of the dates. Yeah, that's nice. a fair amount of dating. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like we kind of liked each other and it fell off. Like yeah, yeah. All of that is all dating. And so like the first mm-hmm. one, you're like, is it all gonna be like this? Like, yeah, no, it's not all gonna be like this. It's gonna be the whole mix. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be ordering four glasses of orange juice, talking about his cats for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> And then also other Knocking things. in the space in the middle of the table. Right. Yeah. It's going to be all of the things. And so, yeah, just having the mindset of like, this is not representative. This is mm-hmm. one piece of the many things that happen. That, that's a good way. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think that might be a great note to end on. Dating is really all, all the dates, all the things you're going to experience everything. And, you know, in a way, I think that's kind of true of, of breakups too. Like, like I was yeah. saying before, you'll have the days where, you just need to wallow at home and you'll you'll have the times where you're like all right gotta distract myself gotta get mm-hmm. out of the house you know in many cases I think it might be better 
for everyone's mental health if you distracted with like friends or travel yes. or whatever and maybe yes. for some people not immediately dating but uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Yeah. But, but, but also can I just add to that if you're looking to make friends don't be weird about it either <laughs> like be like because I actually think my again going back to my married friend I think he's being like too thirsty even about making friends <laughs> Because he was telling me, he's like, I really want to make friends. And he says, my physical therapist seems really cool. I, I just don't know how I can ask her to be friends without being weird. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so like, yeah, don't be weird when you're trying to make, like, don't be so desperate. Just try to like chill and be cool and live life, but don't be like so intensely focused on, <laughs> you know, building up your new social or dating life. Yeah. Don't, don't be thirsty. Is our yeah. Take. Thirsty in any way. Thirsty for friends, thirsty yeah. for dates, but, um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like, I feel like I came in thinking I felt one way and I think, <laughs> I think good points were raised. Good. Points I agree. I actually agree. Now I'm kind of like, huh? Yeah. There are, there's like <laughs> legit different ways to handle this. <laughs> Well, Zoom is going to cut us off in a moment. So thank right, you both for, for joining us on this early morning. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you. This yeah. was really fun. This was <laughs> awesome. Thank you all. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And we will see you next time. All right. Um, here we are back a few minutes later because we realized there was something important that we forgot to share. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, for those of you who don't already know, I will be moving in a couple of weeks it's a pretty big move just you know i guess more or less uh, halfway across the world uh, i'll be moving to asia so it's a very exciting and scary and stressful time for me right now um but of course we will keep the podcast going and the only caveat to that is there will likely be a lag between now and our next episode because i'll need think a month or so to get settled in, adjust to the time difference, get all my equipment set up there, find housing, etc. So for all of these reasons, um, I think there you can expect a little bit of a delay before our next episode, but rest assured that we will be back. And in the meantime, if you have any topics that you suggest we tackle next time, let us know and we can incorporate that as we plan our next episode. I hope that list of priorities was in the exact order. Um, Get settled, get your equipment set up, find housing, (laughs) you know, just really all the essentials in your, your new life. Yeah. That's, that's the order I will be tackling everything in. (laughs) Yes. As, as you should. So, um, yes, we are, this is, uh, not our last episode, but it probably will be a little bit longer than usual, um, in between the next. So we hope that you enjoyed this one. These were great guests. Um, would love to have them on again sometime. And if you'd like to reach out in the meantime, you can get in touch on Twitter, um, at love life liquor, or by email at lovelifeandliquorpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, let us know what you thought of the episode, what your own breakup experiences have been, what helped you get through it, what was not a helpful <laughs> approach that you took so that we don't make the same mistakes. Uh, yeah, we would love to hear your thoughts as always. But thank you for tuning in and we we will be back soon. We yes, promise. we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.